Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Blake CNFT. This is the channel and the podcast that's dedicated to educating and informing you guys on what's going on in Cardano and Cardano NFTs. I try to put projects in front of you that I think deserve your attention and you decide if they deserve your ADA. Tonight, we are live. This is Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. For those of you that are new, this is our weekly CNFT weekly, weekly market update. Um, I, you know, to be completely honest, I am all over the place, scattered, uh, as most of you know, uh, have a new baby as well as a, uh, two, two children. Uh, and our house is just, uh, it's, it's a fun place to be. It's a busy place to be. And, uh, my, my wife is amazing and, uh, has let me try my hand at, uh, getting back on the live streams Wednesday night. So backstage in the green room and we're working on uh, audio and video uh, things as, as, as well so add to the fun we've got jason block is hot <laughs> jason how's it going listen to the i think with timmy uh my internet still sucks so it's cutting out a little bit but you know i cast opportunity to talk with blake on the on the youtube channel and talk there's so much stuff happening in the market right now but uh yeah yes. and congrats on your baby blake we were talking about it a little bit before the stream started Thank he you. has so much going on uh and we had an awesome time at cnft con too so yeah glad to be here yeah, it was an absolute blast getting to meet you. We're actually in like the same area, like in real life. So we will definitely have to connect when things settle down a little bit more. But um, for, so as you know, we, we've got a lot of newer people to the space, at least newer. Um, it might not be as crazy of numbers and ma mass adoption as we had maybe thought previously, but uh, a lot of new people into the space and are watching kind of the different YouTube channels. So for those that aren't familiar, can you introduce yourself a little bit uh, and what you what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm Block is Hot or Jason. I've been making YouTube videos mostly starting in January covering Cardano NFT content. I always was, I've been in a lot of different aspects in crypto, but I'd say more recently, or at least for the past year, I've mostly covered Cardano NFTs. I do own my own project now called Jelly Cubes by the Block Investment Group. So a lot of time recently has been going towards that project, but I still try my best uh, to get some different videos out there covering the CNFT market updates, upcoming mints. And I think my most recent video was a guide on just how to find undervalued projects. So yeah, pretty similar stuff to Blake. I don't do as many live streams as he does. Uh, and more so I'm focused on kind of like guides now. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of a little bit about me. Yeah, love it. Uh, and for those of you that are interested, this is uh, Jason's Twitter, uh, Block is Hot. Also the BIG, so the Block Investment Group. Uh, you're also, you know, you, you were mentioning the project project founder of, of Jelly Cubes, and that's kind of the first project. And we did an interview, you know, way back when. And I'm sure, you know, there's been a ton of updates since then. But if anybody wanted to go back and watch our interview together where you're talking about Jelly Cubes in, in, in greater detail, um, but yeah, we were just talking earlier. Congrats on uh, the the project of a five k ADA floor. That's huge. Uh, we, when we were talking at CNFTCon, you were mentioning that a lot of your community members just um, kind of banded together and just started this thing with their Discord names, like less than ten thousand, or like uh, as part of their name. And so it's like we're not going to sell less than ten thousand. And so like that's obviously you, you have you have a um, 
you know, a new mint coming up. So that's kind of a, a kind of a catalyst event. But as I mean, your floor was already really high at that point. But um, yeah, what, what's what's been going on and what, what should people know about Jelly Cubes? Yeah, I mean, so there's actually a ton of stuff going on. We actually just had our three month anniversary last week. And it's crazy how fast the time has gone, yeah. uh, really. And to kind of go over that, uh, why the floor has been going up so much, uh, it's really a combination of really strong community members that believe in seeing the vision, as well as a couple of different uh, major utilities and things that are going to be rolling out over the next couple months. So one of the crazy things about our collection is most of the time we have anywhere between one and 2% listed. And that's why we've gone on these massive runs really quickly. Uh, and one of the cool things in the group, like you said, is we have this less than 10k movement. We actually have a new role for it, where if you're if you see the vision and you're like, dude, I'm not selling till 10k. We actually have a 10k club role now. But yeah, as, as far it. as to quickly go over some updates, we just announced our second half mint. It's actually happening January 14th. It's going to be a one to one whitelist with Jelly Cube holders. People uh, have kind of known about this for a while. Uh, but we're charging 500 ADA, there's 1250 NFTs. So for every jelly cube you have, you're going to be able to get a second jelly cube. You might get a more rare one, uh, stuff like that. So pretty cool. Uh, we also have an automatic, I don't know if uh, I've talked about it with you yet, but we're actually making an automatic lending platform uh, that should come out sometime in the next month for NFTs. So we're going to awesome. have a couple different NFT policy IDs and uh, we're going to have different terms uh, that you can select get instant liquidity uh from from us we're gonna have a custom node dashboard where you can actually get custom nodes for your namis and your wallets that's coming soon that helps your speed and transactions uh, and we also are working on some different uh launch pad type stuff some auction type stuff so yeah a lot going on honestly that will hopefully come out over the next two three months here that's awesome congrats on that um what if, if hearing the feedback, because I know you do a lot of one on one calls with your community, that's another value thing. Like people can sign up and you can, you know, you, you, if you're a jelly cube holder, like I'll, I'll get on a call with you. What would you say has been the feedback? Like what's been the most valuable thing for people who are in jelly cubes? What's kind of been some of the testimonials? I definitely, I definitely think right now it's, it's just the, the information. It's pretty crazy. It's, it's honestly crazy. You know, a lot of people view us as an alpha group, but really when I was designing jelly cubes in the block investment group, the alpha was just one part of it. Right. And right, right now we're focusing on the other parts, which is, you know, block drops, uh, as well as building different revenue streams and, you know, helping incubate and launch new projects. But the big thing right now that's super vast, just the alpha. I don't know how this happened, but everyone in the community just kind of helps each other out. We have channels where anyone can post their different plays, different opportunities. And over time, we've gotten pretty good at, you know, organizing things in a way for people to save a bunch of time. Uh, you know, even today, I just did a bunch of changes in the Discord. So I would say that's the biggest thing because you can have a mint that comes up like or Mob or, you know, I mean, Cardano Croc Poker Passes. I mean, so many different mints, even in this market. And the, the real value is, is we have maybe like 340 people that just own one jelly cube 
And I think the real value is a lot of those guys, they don't want to sell their jelly cube because they're getting enough value and information to where it's like, it doesn't make sense for me to just sell this now. I'll make more money in three months, six months from the info. So I think that's what's right now at least been the most valuable thing. I love that. Well, I, I can say proudly that I am a jelly cube holder. I'm, I'm a one one cube holder still uh, from from the from the mint. So that was that was a that was a great thing, um, and I'm glad I glad I've held on to it. And um, I haven't had as much time to kind of dive into the Discord and to what everybody's talking about. But either way, like I obviously want to have one to uh, to support you and what you're doing. Um, good to see a, a jelly cube holder right here. Uh, good to see you in here, uh, Dusty um, Pedersen. So there's a lot of other people in in the chat. Um, who, who was it? I saw Crawford. I, I was going to check out. He said, Ooh, I got a new color. He's talking about the uh, channel memberships, but I can't see the chat's not loading for me on my screen, but, uh, I, 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 I was going to check that out. Uh, anyways, but, uh, we are here to talk about, uh, the top 10 of, of the week and, and jelly cubes was, was pretty close to breaking into that top 10. And maybe, maybe next week, if the volume keeps up, it'll, it'll, it'll hit that. Um, but uh, the first one that we're going to be chatting about is the Ore, Ore Mom. Uh, and these guys are just doing an insane amount of volume. If you, uh, they, they minted for 252, I believe, and it was a 10K drop. Um, I'm not sure, have, have not all of them gone out, or maybe he kept some as like, you know, part of his collection, or he's going to do some giveaways or something with them. Uh, but it was a 10K drop at 252, which a lot of people were like, there's no way he's going to sell out or like, this is crazy. Um, and everybody has their own opinion about the artwork. And um, I think, I think the one thing that I did see was somebody mentioning, like, we can't complain about the artwork when there's so many like copy paste type projects, like this, he's bringing something that is unique and like, whether you like it or not, like you should respect, like, this is, this is really good stuff and you don't have to buy it if you don't want to, but it's, it's something that, that is needed and, pretty valuable and people are enjoying it. Um, curious what what you were thinking about for Ore and if you have any or picked any up or were doing any flips. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. Way before they even launched, we actually had the founder come on uh, for a voice call. And yeah. I remember when we were hearing him, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is this is gonna be big. Right. But this was before they announced the details of the mint price, the quantity, stuff like that. But I was like, wow, like this is this is pretty cool. And then they had kind of come out and said, oh, you know, 2.5 million ADA. And I was like, holy crap, like that's way too much ADA. And then they had the whole botched release. Uh, and it was like they hadn't really messaged in a while. And I was just even I had my doubts uh, at first. And what's kind of interesting here is on the mint day, we were all on the VC together. And I was like, holy crap, guys, 4,000 of the NFTs have sold between whitelist and burner phones, and they've already done five or 600,000 ADA worth of volume on the secondary, and people are dropping 2,000 ADA on specific NFTs. I was like, I think we have to mint this, guys. Uh, so we, I did end up minting a decent amount. You know, Other people in the group had minted a decent amount. And believe it or not, I'm actually, and, and this is coming from someone who doesn't even care about art that much, I actually think these are going to do really well long term. I I don't know. Yeah. So this is what's crazy, Blake. When I first looked at this art, I didn't really think anything of it. And it wasn't until I really paid attention to how this collection was put together, where I was like, this is the most intricate and well put together NFT collection I've ever seen. Hmm. 
So tell like, me more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, how, how did you? I, so yeah, expound on that. So this is coming from someone. So like when you put together like a collection of NFTs, kind of the way it works, guys, is you have a lot of you have different layers. So you have the eyes, you have the hair, you have the you have a back piece, maybe like different aspects of the NFT. And within those layers, you'll have different art pieces. So okay, this is the purple, purple spiky hair, right? Now, what's interesting is most people, they'll just randomly generate, you know, 5,000 NFTs, for example, whatever layers, whatever accessories in those different layers will get put together. And that's what it is, right? What's yeah. really interesting with Ormob or Ormob, however you want to say it, there are a lot of accessories or attributes that are only shown one or two times in a whole 10,000 NFT collection, which is crazy. But on top of that, a lot of the traits can only be on there if other traits are present. So for example, there are certain mobs or families that are kind of like a, like, like a hierarchy of families. And there are certain families where it's like, okay, they're the only ones that can get these traits. And then within that, there's only three in that whole entire mob that actually had those traits. And oh, we have these elites and we have these bosses and we have all we another version of hierarchies. And then within that, there's even more traits that are specific. And there's even traits where it's like the background and the mob have to be a certain trait in order for this other accessory to come up. Like as someone who put together a collection, I'm like, they spent an incredible amount of time and detail on actually putting the different pieces together. And when I saw that, I was like, I actually feel bullish long term. Right now, I think it's too hype, but if it goes down lower, I might like buy some more. Okay, nice. Well, that's good. I I, I obviously have kind of had my head head down here at at the house, but uh, I I did see these guys pump, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen anything. I think the only thing I could compare it to, it, and I think it's fair to say, it's strictly art project. You know, like Jarheads had that had that run. Actually, I think you were on the show that week after yes. Jarheads. <laughs> And it went up to like 400, oh. 500 data floor. And those are, those have their own, you know, unique and they're, they're awesome. I love Jarheads, but like strictly art project, like they had their, you know, moment in the sun and, and they're, they're still working on building and developing and all that stuff. But, you know, it kind of felt like something similar, but then it just like kept going. And then the volume, I mean, three million Jarheads didn't do 3 million, like it within, within a week or two, like that's just, that's just insane. Um, so there's, you've, when you see you got, you got to like put your bias or like your emotional feelings away for a second, just to like recognize like that just doesn't happen on by accident. You know, there's got to be more, there's probably more to the story than what you're seeing if you're not paying attention. And, and you know, what was going for it? One of the things is, is, uh, the found one of the founders, the artist, he has 180,000 Instagram followers. And I was like, eh, that's not really going to matter. Uh, most of those guys aren't going to buy NFTs. But what's kind of crazy is I was checking out their Instagram. There were a lot of first time buyers for this project uh, from the Instagram too. And I also think you have, cause Ethereum is kind of going optional royalties too now. And I think yeah. what's happening is you're starting to get whales from Ethereum as well. And you know, right now, what are new people's eyes are going to be on? It's gonna be on the top projects on the list right now. You know, a new yeah. whale coming over from ETH, he's not gonna find a project number 150 and just buy a bunch of it. Like he's going to see what's hot right now. And I think that that's kind of the timing of their launch really helped them out a lot. Sure. 
I could agree with that. Yeah. So I guess I need to do more, do more digging. Um, so in your, in your not financial opinion, uh, so you're, you're, you're thinking it'll go lower than 525 and you know, it'll, it'll, the hype will die down a little bit and you, you, you might be able to scoop some up for uh, maybe more of a discount. I would, I would say in my opinion, like, cause I have like 23 of these left. I would say, I, and I'm just holding those kind of like, I think the, I think for a project like this, yeah, dude, I, it, it's crazy. But you, the scale at which you buy like, NFTs is crazy. I'll just say that, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. So I think personally, you know, buying right now, uh, right after something's released when there's so many eyes on it is risky. I like to wait until the hype dies down and kind of see where the floor goes, where it kind of settles. That might be at a higher price than right now, but at yeah. least I know my downside is probably going to be limited, right? Like if right. I buy right now, who knows if we're going to drop to like 300, but after a month goes by and volume is uh 10% of what it was and now it's at 700, it's like, okay, I, I think this is a pretty safe time. So, um, I don't know, you know, usually projects without utility go to shit, right? So yeah. uh, w will this happen to this? I'm not sure, but if I was to bet on a project that was art based, that was art and brand and story based, I think that this would probably be my top one on Cardano right now. Mm. Nice. If someone's going to pull it off, I think it would be them if it's just brand and art. Okay. Well, uh, that's going to, that's going to make me uh, have to do some more research. I'll join in the uh, discord, <laughs> yes. check out the Twitter and all that good stuff. So, uh, but yeah, appreciate the, uh, the insights on Ore. Um, the uh, number two, not, not surprising is Ape Society. And I, you know, another talk about impressive, like to have a, to have your floor jump that high and then, you know, to peak out, you know, but then, then fall back down at a level where like 9,200 is still just like an insane floor price, at least for Cardano NFTs, where we are in our, in our life cycle right now. Um, to, to see them at 9,200, you know, cause I, I, cause I think there's still just so much more to go. Um, like the, the game and the craftsman building, be, being able to build things is not even live yet. And the whole stuff with the cabins, but, um, what, what's, what's been your thoughts on, um, ape society throughout, you know, kind of this, this crazy hype run and, and topping out around 16 K. I mean, dude, crazy, uh, crazy. I mean, you gotta say, I, I think they have a couple things going for them. I think that there's a narrative of, okay, there needs to be a board ape yacht club or a strong ape project on Cardano. I think when it was always a competition between them and chilled Kongs. And I think when the FUD hit chilled Kongs, you now had more people believe in ape society is the one that would fit that narrative. And I, I think they look really great as PFPs. I think the community is definitely strong. I had made a video when these were exploding that I was a little bit worried about the tokenomics for the society token um, and how much buying and purchasing is going to be reliant on what the price of society is. You already see it right. at about 50% of what it was at where it peaked. So I don't know. Uh, we have a guy in the discord who's more familiar with Ethereum NFTs, but there was a project called CyberKongs, uh, and yep, they went from like, they went from like one ETH to 120 ETH because their token came out. I forget what their token was called, banana, something like that. Token went crazy. So did the Kongs because 
people are like, oh, look at all the passive I'm making, right? Right. And then it got to the point where it kind of implodes, where there's not enough new demand to outweigh that new inflation. And then they then the the actual Kongs crashed because of that. With the burn mechanic here, it's really interesting, but there's still it's basically accelerating the rate of inflation. But they have this emission curve where at any point in time, because they didn't put dates, they can cut the emissions down. It'll be interesting to see how they pull this off and how these new landmarks coming up are going to help build utilities out with the token. Um, yeah. If they're able to do that successfully, then I think Ape Society is going to keep doing really well. If this society token crashes hard, well, now their metaverse, their frames, pretty much everything about their project is revolving around the success of this token. Yeah. So I, it's it's a lot on the line as far as the tokenomics go, in my opinion. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's fair. Um, and I I had I had an ape and was like getting the society, and then I ended up taking profits just because I was like, I, I I'm not going to ride this all the way to the top. And I I sold at nine, which is where the floor is now, but then it ran up to sixteen. Um, and so yeah, I'm 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 just kind of watching it, just kind of an amazement, just on the sides, and just like I'm just curious to see how this plays out because because I think. I'm, I, I haven't been, I've, I've heard of the cyber Kongs, but I haven't, I didn't really like, no, I don't know the history of it. So there's a lot of stuff that I think was meta on ETH or Solana that's now coming to Cardano or now kind of hitting. And I think, you know, liquid staking or non-custodial staking, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Like that's kind of the hot thing right now with a lot of projects. And so that's, we're kind of in that meta where it was metaverse and DAOs. And now we're kind of in this new meta. Uh, and so that's, that's what's really driving Ape Society, as, as well as I, I think the community is great and, you know, the founders and stuff too. It's just, you know, there's some other factors that are out of some people's control at, at some point, you know, with, with token, I mean, one whale or whatever, like manipulation anyways, but, um, it, I mean, again, congrats to them for holding that floor and, um, doing what they're doing. But, uh, I don't know if I, if I can pull up. I wanted I wanted to see what their because and their listing percentage is always super low, which is another impressive part of that as well. Oh, I mean, I, I it's insane how much it went up and how they're still holding well. Like you know, you got to give big credit to their holders. I mean, two percent yeah. listed in a seven thousand sure. NFT collection is crazy. Yeah, yeah, I I think like I th I think there's a good chance that this the run will come back and it's kind of consolidating and there'll be another FOMO run with it. it I know they're releasing more info about their second landmark. Uh, I think, yes. I actually think they just did. I, I, I think it's some sort of uh, futures betting where you can kind of bet the futures of different NFTs, I think is what they said, if I'm not mistaken. Um, nice. I, I don't know if they can keep that coin up, then they're going to do very well. And even if they can't keep the coin up, they still have a strong community and everything, but You'd be you'd be crazy to think that if this coin started to really take a hit, that these apes wouldn't take a hit as well. Uh, similar to how when the coin is doing really well, you're gonna see the apes do really well as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good points. Um, I think that's it on apes. So yeah, that so that landmark was helpful. Um, I can I can double check. I saw that they were gonna do a Twitter space or they were gonna do a kind of announcement like that. I can quickly run through. Um, I think it's on third, you might have, you might have the inside info, um, or I'm just, I'm trying to look at their public announcements. They've got a Twitter space coming up on Thursday that they're kind of promoting for, 
uh, but that might be what the landmark's going to be. Um, oh, I, I didn't even know. I don't I, have they talked about that? this? Uh, I heard about it in our Discord. I just figured it. I I think so, they've well, said something about that though. Before. So th- 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 this is what I've seen because I I set a reminder because it's uh, tomorrow at five o'clock. They're t- they're talking about the landmark reveal, but maybe maybe they've already said something and I'm just not looking in the right place. But like maybe they're going to be talking more about it, or maybe maybe Big's just got the got the in- more inside track. Um, yeah. So the second landmark, or maybe I'm wrong about it. <laughs> I, I, I guess that could Maybe be true. Maybe I'm mis, mis I'm saying you, something too. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, so that's the second landmark. If you want to uh, see that, you can go to their uh, Twitter and and set a reminder for the Twitter space. Um, number three on the list was Book of Ikigai, and they were minting for about a hundred, maybe ninety, ninety-five, something like that. And the floor sitting around fifty nine, but they had basically an, an instant sellout. Uh, they had their they had like certain whitelist tokens, but then they had like a public, and then the public was like reserved instantly. Um, this is another uh, generative utility PFP. Uh, it's going to be a kind of a manga, you know, storytelling kind of a, a kind of an Asian feel. And uh, this was this is run by Peppers, who did who's done uh, as part of the Cipher Kicks, and then Maria, who's been a Cardano community member for a long time. Um, and there might be some other people that I'm blanking on, but, uh, I mean, I, I think the art looks clean. I didn't pick any up. Um, but you know, like I said, minted out really quickly and now the floor is sitting at around 59. So either this is a great opportunity to get in at half price of what you could have minted it for. Um, or, you know, it's kind of, was just like an exciting bin cause everybody's kind of hot on it, you know, Cardano NFTs and like, just get by, by the next thing that's coming out. And just it's it's kind of just everything's flying off the shelves because we're in kind of a hype cycle, a mini hype cycle at this point. I don't know what your thoughts are on Ikigai. Um, so with so it's kind of cool. Like I met Maria uh, at CNFT Con, and we we had talked a little bit. She was on a voice call in the group as well. Uh, so with this project, it is mostly art community based. They're gonna do some manga. Uh, that you'll actually be able to get physical versions of. I think they announced that there's going to be an Ethereum airdrop as well. Uh, if That's you right. own yep. three of these, I think. So I, I you know, and I think Peppers was saying that they're really trying to build like a, a clothing brand out of this and like have virtual clothes as well as try to get that in physical. So it'll be interesting to see. I actually was given one of their uh, Genesis uh, it, there was an issue trying to mint Genesis, so I didn't mint any, but I'm just holding on to their Genesis right now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, um, similar, I'll, I'll just kind of use the same cop out. I was just, I, 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 I appreciate this art. I just didn't get in on the mint. And even if I had, I probably would have minted something pretty, pretty basic. So uh, I, I'll probably, I'll probably look around the floor. I don't know if I'll pick one up, but I, I, I appreciate a lot of this kind of stuff. And this, this sword kind of looks like the um, like the old school Final Fantasy. Uh, yes. Old Cloud, I think is his name. Uh, so yeah, there, there's 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 some cool like pieces in there that I think I could I could resonate with. I mean, for eighty Ada, it's like yeah, let's pick one up. Fun to have in the wallet and have it if you if there's anything cool that comes up uh, that they're gonna do in the future. So shout out to them. They had a you know, 
I was I was in I forget which Twitter space I was in, but they, people were talking about minting, and they were like, for, for for them at least, those people they were like, this is really smooth. I think they use Secret Goat Society's minting service, and so they had kind of positive reviews about how the mint went, and so they were they were pretty happy with that. Um, okay, that is the end of three. Let's take a look at some comments here. I'm sorry, we've kind of just been uh, head down here. Let's see if there's any. If you guys have any questions. Please type them in the chat. I'll try to get to them uh, as much as possible. Juan says, hey, Block, have you seen Charles in Portugal? Um, uh, uh, Jason is not in Portugal anymore. I don't know if, it, I think I think the, the audio is lagging a little bit, but I don't know if it, you, oh, I, don't know, I don't know how much detail you want to get into it. <laughs> oh, it is, oh, it is a little bit, but I'm, I'm trying my best to like, <laughs> no, I'm not in Portugal anymore right now. Visa shit, you know how it goes. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I it, like, we're still trying to take care of the whole dual citizenship thing. It is so backed up. My mom actually just went to the consulate in New Jersey uh, there's a Portuguese consulate in New Jersey, and they're not even accepting new applications for citizenship right now. So, uh, yeah, that's it's it's crazy. So Portugal yeah. is going to have to wait a, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Fire saying hello. Block is hot. Big fan. Got a big fan in here. A uh, lot of uh, lot of Jelly Q members in here. Um, O'Shane, appreciate it. Appreciate it, brother. Um, who else is in here? Edwin block NFTs are fire. Wanted to pick one up, but floor is, is so high now. Well, maybe maybe the second uh, collection drop, uh, maybe the floor will be uh, somewhere more in your price range if someone's gonna uh, paper hand it. So you might be able to grab uh, one from the other supply. Uh, J Hub, appreciate the the two dollars. Thanks for all the great CNFT content, guys. Always always appreciate you in the chat, J Hub, and it was good of of course to see you at CNFTCon. Um. Crawfish says, when will the block weekly passes be given out for Phoenix Arena NFTs with jelly traits? Okay, I, I okay, I think I got it. <laughs> so <laughs> those will be out. <laughs> those will be out soon. I know I'm like operating a 10 second lag right now. Oh, I got you. Uh, I got you. But those those will be out soon. Um, one thing that we're going to do for everyone that like isn't in the group right now, but at least wants to try it out is we're going to start partnering, especially over the next 10 weeks before the mint with a lot of different projects. And we're going to be giving them some free trial passes to the BIG. Uh, so there'll be like one or two week trial passes. Phoenix arena is actually one of the main ones we're doing one with. They have some jelly trades in Phoenix arena. So I think they're actually, I, he actually messaged me, I think yesterday, and he's getting together a list of people that would want to try it. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're going to be reaching out to communities though. I think it's really cool to be able to give people a chance to like, see what we're about without having to cough up 5,080 right away. Uh, so that's, that's one of the things on the roadmap right now. No, that's cool. That's a, that's, that's a great point to, yeah, that in, in just in terms of project creation, that's, that's one thing that's hard. It's like, okay, well, our, our floor is here. Wonderful for everybody, but like, okay, now how do we help bring new people in? That's that's always kind of the question. After you have success, that's that's already difficult enough. And then it's like, okay, how do we keep bringing in new people and giving them an experience? Yeah, yeah, it, and it's interesting too because so a lot of people knew that we were going to do a one to one whitelist, and that's because it's like whenever you're, you know, there haven't really too many 
project have like split up their mint like us. So it's it's one of those things where we don't want to devalue everyone that owns jelly cubes right now by just charging 500 ADA and then a bunch of people come in and they flip it and they kind of kill the people that have been holding for the past three months and soon to be six months. Uh, and at the same time, it kind of makes it hard too because, okay, it's not giving an opportunity for some people that actually want to be part of the group to to get in super cheap. But I think the thing is, is it's right now it's kind of rewarding the people that believed in early and then you know, if they mint, there's probably going to be people that try to sell uh, right after the mint. And, you know, that will inevitably drop floor price to hopefully a level where people can get in uh, a little bit easier. But yeah, in the meantime, I think it's cool to just kind of give people trials, kind of like what every great company does. They're like, try it for a week. And if you don't like yeah. it, it didn't, yeah. didn't matter, you know? Yeah, no, that's a great point. All right, uh, we'll get to some other questions uh, at another time. But uh, right now, I wanted to take a break to quickly talk about our episode sponsor, which is Keyboard Warriors Internet Cafe. Uh, and these guys are going to be minting here in the month of November. Uh, and all this information is in the description, the YouTube description, so you can kind of read it or uh, go to their uh, links, their Twitter, their uh, linked, uh, not their LinkedIn, their link tree. Um, but they're going to be minting on uh, November 26th and 27th. Uh, supply is 8,888. If you're in their whitelist, which you can go into their Discord and start uh, asking around, how do I get whitelist? And they'll, they'll help you get to, there's a, there's a few tiers of whitelist you can get. 55 ADA for the whitelist, 65 for the public. Um, and I'll be honest, guys. Uh, I, I talked with uh, one of the founders, uh, Tonks, uh, a couple nights ago. And... Um, I do, you know, a, a good amount of these uh, episode sponsors, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. I think, I think this one has some, some really, some really great potential. I think some of the things that that Block was talking about in terms of Ore, because I think, I think there could be some overlaps in terms of uh, this. The artist that's doing these keyboard warriors, they definitely have a different aesthetic, of course. Um, but I think with what what they're trying to go after, kind of a, a nostalgia, a pop culture, kind of just. A crazy amount of traits. I think I think they're up to 600 different traits, and they're going to have to get those down into 8,888. So there's going to be a lot of unique pieces. So like whichever one that you think resonates with your style, if you like the, you know, Game Boy looking head, or uh, these are some of the sneak peeks in their in their Discord. If you like kind of the skeleton, you've got this like Wolverine blades for the arm. Uh, I guess these these berserkers are going to be one of the more rarer traits or uh, like species or whatever heads. Um, and I've heard that some of these just aren't, aren't even like kind of the rarer ones. Um, so yeah, take a look at a lot of these, like this is, this is definitely, I think going to be art focused, like art heavy and, um, similar to other people in the space, like this, uh, I think his name is Jess. He is, this is his LinkedIn. They're fully doxed team, which obviously that's always a big check for me. Um, he has been con contracted by the biggest brands like Converse and Adidas and, other, you know, big brands like that. He, he does like different murals. I think he lives, yeah, he lives in Australia. Um, and Daniel, so their, their team, you know, fully, you can check out their LinkedIn. So Daniel was who I was talking to the other day. Uh, and they have another team member as well. You can go to their, uh, meet the founders page and read all about, read all about them. Um, let's see, there's some other pieces. So what the, the so they're, they're doing the art and they're building a community. The other thing that they're going to try to do is create unique IP. So these basically these keyboard warriors around digital metaverse hangouts. So 
they're going to try to create a space inside of Pavia, for example, or a space inside of Boss Planet, and then kind of make it like a Keyboard Warriors hangout space. So that's one thing that they're trying to do. Um, Fully Docs team, which I already mentioned, they went to CNFTCon before Mint. So, you know, they hadn't tried to take any of the community's money. They went out to CNFTCon, had their booth. Unfortunately, I didn't get to talk with him there because uh, I had to leave early and all that stuff. Um, and they also have experience building businesses outside of Web3. So they already have success as entrepreneurs, business people, and they're trying to bring their skills because they're just excited about Web3. They're excited about what NFTs can do. And so I think for me, they check a lot of boxes and um, I'm going to be, I, I've, I've said several times on this channel that I'm not a big mentor, but I am going to try to go pretty heavy on this one uh, more, more than I'm used to just because just I kind of like the art anyways. And I think that they're going to do pretty well. And 55 ADA, like that's not an expensive mint at all these days, at least. Um, so there'll be more, I'll, I'll be having more information come out about Keyboard Warriors uh, before they're mint and, and even after they're mint too, which I think will be great. But just uh, just go, go follow them at least, join their Discord and just see what's up. You've got you've got a whole month to, to learn about them and do your research. And then if you're interested, you can uh, try to get it on the whitelist or whatever. But Shout out to Keyboard Warriors for uh, for being an episode sponsor tonight. Um, number four, another another group that was also at CNFTCon that had not minted yet, they had just minted you know a couple of days ago, is the Clay of Eras. Um, and they've already done 310,000 uh, ADA in volume, uh, secondary trading volume, and their floor is sitting at 89. I'm not sure exactly how much ADA they were mint price. If someone in the chat can probably tell me what their mint price was. Probably was somewhere around here. Um, so they're kind of going off of a, a clay type profile picture. Um, it's sometimes JPEG store gives me a better uh, description. Uh, PFP utility, first clay skeletons handcrafted NFT collection on Cardano with unique art never seen before. So these are the clay Averas. Um, I'm, I'm remembering that I heard some negative reviews about, about the minting experience. I don't really know all the details because I didn't mint it, but... Uh, I know some people were like not super happy with it. The low supply, 3,333. That's funny that the Ikigai is their background. I don't think that's supposed to. Yeah, there you go. I was like, what? <laughs> what's going on? Uh, <laughs> that did not work right. Work right. Um, anyways, that's kind of all the, the kind of the basic information about them. I don't know if you know anything additional about, about Clayvers or if you had them in voice chat or anything. No, I didn't. I know they were a team that was also at CNFTCon. So... You know that's cool that they're they're going i think that sometimes it's hard to know if a project that's new is actually going to be around and isn't and is serious so kind of like keyboard warriors which i haven't really researched them yet uh it makes it there's there's something more to it like when they're actually willing to spend money to go somewhere and, and to talk about their project but yeah i think like right now uh it's it's more art based uh and community based and I can definitely tell that the team is is trying hard. I don't know how well this will do long term. And I think like maybe the team, this is their first project, right? Like they seem a little more inexperienced. But honestly, if they're willing to work hard and continue learning, I, I think they can make something out of it. They have a lot of followers. I mean, 5,500, that was Charles with them. I think that really helped them out. I think their keys which were like their whitelist were only going for like 30 ADA. And then they went all the way up to like 120, I think, after that picture with Charles. So 
Oh no, I'm I'm interested to see what they do. I I, I think that what I think when I was in the Discord, I was like, okay, like these guys, I could kind of tell a little bit, like they were trying to figure things out as they go. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, shout out to uh, Clay Averas, and if you want to see more, you can check out their um, check out their Twitter and and jump into their collection. I'm not super. Um, it's just not my style. One, uh, two. I think they kind of know that Clay Nation is a big project, and so they're like, "Hey, this has obviously had success, so we'll do something somewhat similar in terms of like this handcrafted this clay thing." And you know, people will be interested because it's similar. It has a related narrative, uh, as as my friend Jason would say. <laughs> so, <Yes>. um, <laughs> yes. uh, let's see uh, some other chat questions. Uh, Fire saying thoughts about the clay token. Jason, dude, I'm 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 hella bullish right now. Like, uh, I, I bought a decent amount at point oh two one. I I was in it right when they came out. Got in really early. Like, I think I was one of the first transactions in when it was like point oh oh six. Uh, you know, I bought some more at a, a higher price. Uh, they were doing this so basically, they were gonna do this whole zap thing. Which kind I of you talking with them at CNFT Con about the project? This. Well, like I would, so I was just, I I like to dive into these tokenomic things, and and in my opinion, the Zap is really great for a long term play on their part. They're basically trying to get more liquidity in their in their pool, so there isn't as much as a price impact when you're buying and selling these clay tokens, right? Because if you go in and you try doing a bigger order, you're gonna get hit with like an 8% hit uh, price difference. There's not enough liquidity. Doing that though was gonna introduce 3% more token supply when there's only about 10% total token supply. And then on top of that, it would also make it a lot harder to move up. So right before they were about to do this zap, it actually went all the way down to 0.02 and then they canceled it like an hour or two before. So then I was kind of interested. I'm like, okay, I had sold before that because I was like, I don't like uh, being in before the zap. And then they canceled the zap. And then I talked to her at CNFTCon and it's like, yeah, we think the zap might actually not be allowed. Because if you think about it, it's pretty much a private token sale of 3%. It's just done in a different way. So I think that's what it was. So now that they're not doing that, I've rebought back in at 0.021. Uh, and then right now they have their, they were supposed to already do their marketplace last month. Uh, and then it got delayed, but I think it's going to come out any day now. And as soon as you have a utility or a reason to actually yeah. buy this token, I think it's inevitable. It's going to do something similar to society token did. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I think, well, obviously like checking out your video when you were talking about this, but, um, also just knowing like how bolt, like okay, I want to have a deeper position in, into Clay Nation, like the ecosystem. Okay, you either do the big 4,000 ADA investment or 35, whatever the floor is now for Clay Nation OGs. You go to the 1,000 for Good Charlotte. You, I feel like your best, it also has its own risks because it's a it's a fungible token. There, there's different, you know, you're playing a different game there. But I think it has a way more, the most upside potential for a very uh, strong project. And so it's like, you know, I, I got, I got it. I got some, I got a small bag at 0 0.036. And so I'm like, okay, if it goes any lower, I mean, it's 0 0.034 about the same, but like, if it goes below three or whatever, then I'm just going to get a, a, a bigger bag and just kind of keep holding it. 
because it will it's almost an, it feels like it's almost inevitable at some point it's it's going to break easily break this 0 0.05 um but yeah once once they start having utility where you can buy your stuff for your cl your clothing or whatever you're gonna be able to buy for the metaverse it just it's almost a no-brainer in my opinion yeah yeah and, and it's been one of those things where it's like and I talk about this on my channel. If you, if you can find something when people aren't paying attention to it, but has a lot of promise, or you know something is a catalyst or something that's gonna come soon, I that's when I like to buy stuff. Like right now, why would you buy Clay Token? You know, like if you're, if you're thinking about it, if you're the average person, right. if you got airdropped a bunch of Clay Token, why would you, like part of the, if. I'm not going to get too into it, but they should have announced a few more things before they did the airdrop for their pitches because they didn't have any reason for them to not just dump their pitch, the, the tokens they got from their pitches. Like right now, there's still no reason to actually have this clay token. So, you know, you have like the DeFi yield farming coming up soon with it. So people are going to be able to get rewards from that. You have their pants sale, which if they charge a lot for their pants and all of a sudden people want multiple pairs of pants and, you know, all of a sudden, they released their pitches where you could buy all those different items to customize your pitch. I mean, it just seems like there's so much coming out and there's like nothing right now. And the downside is relatively low in the sense that you're investing in Clay Nation and, to, and you're almost betting on the ecosystem of Clay Nation by investing in the token. So right. it's already gone on a little bit of a run, but it's still, I think like, fully diluted market cap when you compared it to ape society i think ape society was three or four higher at one point uh, like when i was looking at it than the clay nation and then on top of that the actual circulating supply is way lower for clay nation so the actual circulating market cap is a is lower as well so i'm still holding a lot of clay token honestly uh and i'm just waiting yeah no that's a good point it's a good point. I'm trying to get my, my goal. If, if I can, if I can navigate certain pieces the right way, I would like to have six, six figures of clay, like over a hundred thousand clay. Um, and that's not, that's not that crazy to do. Like that's like three, that's, that's basically like an OG clay nation. Basically you're, you're putting that into the token instead of buying another OG clay. But, um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll do, we'll do one more question and then we'll keep going into the top 10. Cause I don't have the most time. Um, and I, but I do want to get to your guys' questions. So I'm trying to balance both. Um, Ashraf says, uh, Jason, what are your thoughts on Pavia? That's another one that nobody's paying attention to. And you know, that's, you're looking at risk reward there on that one as well. Yeah. So Pavia is an interesting one. It's definitely like been in the boring phase for a while. Like I haven't paid attention to it for a while, so I haven't really been keeping up with it. Maybe I should be paying attention. It just seems like they really had like the first mover advantage in the market, but there hasn't really been too much from what I've been able to see that has been built yet. Uh, and my only worry is you're having projects like Ape Society with their cabins, Clay Nation with their pitches. You have Ika Nikos about to come up with some major stuff. You have Cornucopias, which is a big dominating Virtua. project. You have Virtua. Like there's yeah. a lot of competition. And, you know, Pavia has been at 200 for a while, so maybe it's a time, but it's I need to see more from them because right now they're just basic plots of green land. And when you compare it to like, let's say Virtua or 
a community like Clay Nation that already invests a lot into their PFPs, you know, it, it's going to be hard to compete with something like that. Yep, for sure. I would, I would hold the same thing. I will say though, if you if you have the inside track on, I, I don't think unless Pavia literally goes bankrupt or implodes, like this two hundred support this floor, you're pretty safe. Um, I'm not. I don't know how much your investment will go up, but like, because there, there are a hundred thousand plots, like that's a pretty, you know, Clay Nations is thirty two thousand. Ape Society cabins are like low, like ten k, sixteen k, something like less than that. Like all, all the all the metaverses are are lo way lower than 100k, so your supply is much higher. But like you're pretty safe at 200 if you if you want to try your hand at a long term Pavia play. In my mind, I think there's better ways to use it, but it's it's there if you want it. Um, okay, let's if, keep moving. If you believe in Pavia, 200 is good. Yeah, like yeah. because it's been there for like the past couple months. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, downside's low. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Z, smart, smart idea. Uh, I appreciate everybody jumping in. Uh, they're all here for Jason. I get it. Uh, if you guys are enjoying the content, please uh, smash the like button. If you're new here, please subscribe. It goes a long way. Um, Book Token. Uh, this is a group that I wanted to get to uh, while I was at CNFTCon and just didn't have the time because I think that what they're building is, is very interesting. Uh, this is their Gutenberg Bible collection. Floor is sitting around 800. Um, I don't. I, they they keep releasing books. I'm 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 in their email list, so I keep I keep seeing different different things. Um, but if we go to the website, they yeah. So they they are they are a book platform and exchange. Uh, and I've I've heard I've heard all good things about these guys. Have you done any, Have you done an interview with them? I'm trying to get them on the on the channel. We're trying to set up a time, but I don't know if you've been able to chat with them yet. I had reached out to them in Discord and they said they asked me to email them to schedule a time and then they didn't respond to the email. Same. So I, like I haven't been able to actually get a hold of them. I didn't dude, we really messed up not talking to them at CNFTCon. If you go to JPEG store, there's the mediations. Like look up book to a uh, book and then uh it, it should say mediation or something like that. Oh man. Did that okay yeah dude so we could have minted these at their booth for 120 ada and we could have minted like as many as we wanted like there was this dude uh in the like at, at cnft con he's actually he's in crocs and uh the big he bought 12 of them <laughs> like they let wow. him buy 12. so we kind of messed up we messed up <laughs> dang yeah that's a that's a good play um, Ada Legend says, I just got airdropped. I have 100 Bibles now. Ada Legend, um, you've been a fan of the channel for a long time. Uh, you can uh, hook me up whenever you're, uh, whenever you like. Uh, just send me, a, shoot me a DM, and I'll send you my wallet. No, I'm just kidding. Congrats, man, dude. Ada Legend, he's a, he's a, he's a whale in a lot of things. Um, so that's not surprising to me. Dang, the, the, that's crazy. A hundred. Wow. Yeah. Now's a good yeah. time. If you believe in the project, now that the air the last airdrop happened and a lot of people are dumping their the airdrop, yeah. now's not a bad time because I think what it was the Bibles were at 800 and they were at like 1800 right before this. Right. So if you're a believer in their project, I definitely think they're gonna keep prioritizing their Bibles. And uh yeah, like now would not be a bad time if you believe in it. I'm I'm interested in their actual token because I 
I'm not sure, and th- this is just my lack of knowledge with with how it, it it all works, and like not knowing where to invest. Like I like it, I'm in, I'm I'm in it. Like I I want to I want to hear more, but like I'm not gonna just buy like a random book like Dracula, for example. Like there's nothing wrong with Dracula, but like if I want to invest in the entire, it's probably the token or maybe the Bible. I guess the you know their first one. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to know like where to get in. What's the best strategic place to get in? You know what? And like the, the why I wanted to have them on a call is because I wanted to understand how this book token was going to work. I also wanted to understand what they were going to do with their books, because right now, every single week, they're kind of diluting their supply, but they're building a following that wants to collect everything. Um, yeah, because like right now, it's all been like open public uh, stuff. Like anyone can go right now and, and do exactly what these guys have done. Right. And, and sell these Bibles, these monster books. So the big thing is actually going to be onboarding, uh, you know, different actual publishers and, and making deals with them. And I do like I do like how they're basically saying, hey, if you're in a country where the Bible is banned, we're going to make a way where you can still read the Bible through owning this NFT. Uh, and, you know, right now they have like the collector's pieces like right now, but I know that's like their eventual goals to basically have like a, a way for access everywhere. Um, I don't know, though, like right now, until I talk to them, it, it just feels like they're constantly releasing more and more stuff. And it's like, I don't know, I need to I need to see more. Yeah, so. This is the one piece that got me pretty bullish on them. So BDMI, this was an article from a couple weeks ago. They invested in the first ever NFT ebook platform. This is Yahoo Finance. So, but BDMI is the subsidiary of Penguin, like Random House, which is like, you know, one of the biggest publishers. But like investing in them versus like let's work together. I don't know if that's like similar or if that's different, but like they're getting attention from some of the biggest publishers in the world because that that was the thing for me right at the very beginning so like i've worked at, i worked in book publishing normally uh people are very like this is our collect like this is our catalog this is where we i mean this, this is where we get all our money like uh we're not going to share with you there's no reason there's no incentive for us to share with you um but if they're if they're able to get into these meetings and talk with these people and say like hey we've sold x amount of books we've made this much money already like let's work together so like this i you know, BDMI is huge. Um, and so you can read more about this article. Uh, if you sign up for their email list, I'm sure you can find it um, somewhere else. I, I found it from the email that they always send out. Um, but you could, I'm sure that's on their, um, on their Twitter somewhere. But that, that was a big, that was a big thing for me. If they're already getting the eyes of some of the biggest publishers in the world, it's a good sign. Yeah. And, and it's a good point too. I remember seeing that as well. I, I really should have gone up to them at CNFTCon. I still remember where they were at. Uh, for whatever reason, there was always like someone they were talking to. But it, it, it's definitely a project that's on my radar. I just want to see how... I, I want to see how they do things. Like if there's going to be a book release every single week, like, like there has... It, it makes it hard for me to invest in those pro- into that because it's like... There's just constantly more supply, constantly more supply, constantly more supply. And then you have to hope that people care about having this digital book that technically anyone can make right now. 
Uh, and and that's the that's the tough thing. If they can get to the point where people are like, yo, you own Dracula, you know, from book.io when they were just getting started. Oh my gosh, this is a 20 year old company right now. And those are massively collectible and every single major book collector wants those books. Like if they can get to that point, then buying this now at, you know, 20 bucks is crazy. Right. Or it could be one of those things where it just never takes off. And now every single week your your books got diluted because they just released another 120,000 ADA worth of books. So it, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Which is which is why I think, you know, the token is interesting because like when you read like part of the whole thing is, you, you know, they're going to make like an e-reader kind of thing. And like when you read a certain amount of the book or you finish a book, you get like the token as like a reward, like you finish this book. It's like, you know, then owning the token becomes interesting because maybe you can use the book token to buy more books or, you know, then you're then you then there's this there's our own ecosystem inside of there. Anyways, um, it's interesting. It, it is interesting, too. And I I also worry about that, the structuring of that, how to how to make sure people were reading, how to actually make sure that token, it doesn't get crazily inflated. I see bots being all over a con like that unless they have some anti-bot stuff i mean how easy would it be for people to make a ton of scripts where it just slowly scrolls through the pages gets a bunch of these tokens and dump it and that's why i wanted to talk to them if someone can right, get right. them on a call where they can explain <laughs> these things then i'd Please be help good. us yeah <laughs> help I, us I help them. Reach out to them uh that's funny it's a good point um we we got to keep moving here um let's go i appreciate I, everybody I, I... <laughs> Everybody talking. Um, Block Owls had a huge pump, and that I, I think I think one just the way that they showed up at CNFT Con. See, you know they're here to stay. They're, you know, a group of artists that don't aren't very good at marketing, and so like it was just undervalued for what people you know thought that it was worth. Now, um, and so I think they topped out around like seven hundred or eight hundred. Uh, there's a few different collections. I'm still holding my two Block Owls from separate collections. Um, yeah, I, I think it's well deserved in, in my mind. I think they're still a pretty pretty long ways away from having a lot of their story stuff able to release because this is their passion side project and they have full time jobs doing other animation work. However, you know, when you've seen the work that they can do, the little two minute features, the three minute features, whenever it is ready, like hold on. I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, you know, I talked to the guys at Block Owls a little bit too. I actually have a call with Phil tomorrow because we're we're trying to get some cool Jelly Cube Block Owl thing going. We'll nice. we'll see what we can get going with that. Um, but yeah, I I think that they have like the most collectible and cool looking project on Cardano. I think that they were always stuck at like two hundred to three hundred ADA. So it's nice to see that they're getting a little more recognition. I I think. Uh, based on what I was talking with with him, is they're having their next mint probably happen towards the end of this year, the Jabber Zabbies or something like that. Uh, and you know, part part of this is going to be whitelist with their collection, so I think it's getting a pump up. They also said, and I'm actually shocked. I, I don't know if they had announced this yet, but they had also said at CNFTCon that they're building out a whole entire dashboard where you're going to be able to collect these block owls right now. And there's going to be like, if I remember correctly, basically like different quests or achievements. 
and it'll be like, okay, you need the Elon owl, you need the Iris owl, you need this owl. And if you have all these owls, then you're gonna get some special NFT. Uh, so basically they're building out this dashboard and they're wow. gonna make they're gonna make these block owls like way more collectible. And they're gonna basically make people want to own certain ones from different collections in order to get these new uh, NFTs. Based on if I remember the conversation with Phil correctly. Uh, but yeah, that would be pretty cool if they can do that. I, I thought they made an announcement about this. Maybe they have, but I didn't see it. Um, but yeah, I think that's actually supposed to come out like really soon. Yeah, and yeah, they, they've just got some really cool. The Jabby Z that they that they had going out, this one, 500 is the floor for these now, and they just airdrop these to random random holders. Um, this was... This is like the, I guess the Jabby Z is going to be kind of like the, the nemesis or the, the enemies of the block owls. So yeah, there's, there's so much awesome stuff going on with this, um, with this project. I should have picked up more when it was low. Obviously you could have, should have, would have, but I, th I think, you know, these are going to be, they're going to continue to do very well. Uh, but you're looking at a long-term hold unless, I mean, and, you know, I don't know if uh, the flip game just is hard for some of these types of things. Because the hype, the hype goes as quickly as it came. Um, but I'm just congrats to them. I would say my guess is if you missed out on this recent pump, I think you'll have time to to maybe get in lower. But that's just my my opinion. And you also have the new mint. I think if I'm remembering correctly, it's going to be higher mint, lower price. So I think that these, unless they changed it, I think this Jabba Z mint that's going to be coming up. I think they were saying something maybe like a 10,000 NFT collection uh, okay, and a yeah. decent amount is going to be open to the public too. So, you know, you yeah. might be able to get into that, uh, mint that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Space Buds sitting at a little under 5,000. Um, they had, you know, a, a pretty good pump just with Ape Society, Clay Nation, everything was kind of uh, on the way up uh, as, as we were experiencing that little... I mean, we're still at 1.1 million, which is pretty good. Um, but we were hitting like two, three, and one day was four in 24 hours. But um, yeah, Space Buds are waiting for their uh, second collection. They're going to be, you know, that's going to be changing over uh, and for the new art. And so I think a lot of people are getting excited about that and acquiring second and third Space Buds. And some, we're starting to see, um, I mean, I, I'm starting to see, maybe my timeline was just off, but People are now doing like the, you know, I got I got my first space bud type type tweets again, and everybody's kind of back into it. So it seems like most of the FUD and stuff has kind of died off, and people are people are ready to get on for the for the next run. I don't know what your thoughts are on on buds at this point. You you had a bud, and I think you took profits, and now are, are you you still don't do you have a space bud? I don't have one right now. I remember when they got to three k, I was like, this is probably not a bad time to buy one. Uh, yeah. because it's like, man, under 3k for a space, bud. like it, it was getting weird, like 2,800. Uh, so I didn't, I don't own any still right now. I, I know that, uh, Alessandro is, has been working on some stuff. Like, have you heard of the new that's coming out? Heard of the what? The matrix the mix, the, berry. Yeah. 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 Yep. I'm, I'm ready to try to get the last, you know, there's only 30 left. It's almost going to be impossible, but I'm, I'm going to try. No one listening. It's not happening tomorrow. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
No, no way. No way. No way. If I could get one of those, that'd be dope. But I, I feel like space buds is a ticking bomb where all of a sudden they're going to have something and it goes crazy and it's going to go to 10 K and I'm going to be like, why did I not own a space bud? Uh, but right now I, I hate buying stuff and not knowing I rather like just buy stuff. I know what's coming. I, I don't know what's coming with them. That's the, yeah. like, that's, what's hard for me. Yeah. But every, everything that they, that they've gotten is, is well-deserved and I, I need to get, I need to get mine back. I, I do also think though, I'm trying to play a little bit differently where I've had, I've had two pretty decent like uh, swings. So like I sold my space bud for a profit and then I, you know, had a pretty large swing with my ape society. And now I'm trying to like, okay, how do I best steward that new? So, you know, kind of get that snowball rolling and, you know, scale up to what, to what a lot of, uh, you know, just 20, 25 Ori mobs or whatever. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I, I, I do want to get one. It's like, okay, I've got a pretty decent stack, grab the space bud to lock it away forever. But like, it would be a pretty large, it'd be too much of a, too big of a portion of my bag right now to be like enough to, to justify it sitting there. Yeah. So that's kind of how like, yeah, it's hard, man. I mean, like when you're, when, if you don't have like a ton of ADA liquid right now, or you're starting out like minting and, and swing trading, like as far as if you're just trying to build up money is, is the best way. Um, because like you might be, you might've held a space, but I know you've had your space, bud for a lot, you had one for a long time yeah. and it was kind of just chilling at the same price. And it's like, oh man, you know, what if I put a thousand into this project and then I sold that and then, you know, it, it, it's very active, but if you're paying attention to stuff, you start noticing patterns like ape right. society with their cabins, like boom, you know, like, okay, maybe you knew that these cabins were coming out. Maybe you put some money into it before they are utilized and i don't know it's 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 interesting space buds is space buds is great if if you have a decent amount of money or you just want to buy something and never look at it that's right. where i think space buds are great like if you if you want the bitcoin of nfts on cardano i think that's probably what yeah we we, we were great up until there i think i i cut you you're, you got cut off on the very end but i think we knew where you where you were going um but yeah so uh the one i, I guess i'll kind of mention it here as we're kind of finishing up here the one thing that we were talking about we were alluding to a little bit earlier are these um matrix berries and so if you're not familiar with uh berries i don't even know if they're yeah they are on here um so berries are the first ever nfts that were minted on cardano march 1st 2021 uh, they were airdropped to people that were part of the Barry stake pool. Um, and uh, Alessandro, who's the creator of all these and space buds, is trying out his new SIP 68. Um, and he's created these berries, which are these randomly, uh, I guess they're art, like just generated uh, art, but they also have the Barry logo. I, I should have had one prepped um, to, to show, but it kind of looks like this logo down here and my face is in the way. Uh, this is this is the berry logo, but it'll kind of be matrixed uh, and and have like this uh, generative uh, look. So from what what we what we know is that there are for every uh, every berry holder had a one week to claim a matrix berry with this new uh, Cardano protocol, uh, and I think 
from what I saw earlier today, there are still 30 out of 100 that are that have not been claimed. And tomorrow is when the when the mint goes live to the public. The mint price is 1300 ADA, which if you look at the floor of berries, you're going to be doing pretty well if you can somehow get if you can somehow get one. Um, so there's going to be a lot of people that are fighting for it. Uh, let me let me just uh, do this off off screen in case I basically you connect your NAMI wallet or whatever wallet, and then uh, it brings you to this page and it says the public has not started yet. In order to get a matrix berry, you need to be a berry holder until tomorrow. And then it tells you, I'm guessing it tells you your time zone. Uh, if you, uh, the public sale starts here um, and it'll, it'll probably have like mint and then you, you know, your NAMI comes up and you sign the transaction. If you can be fast enough, somehow uh, you'll be able to get one. Uh, it'll probably be the most, it'll be sold out within one second, um, but uh, it, it's worth, it's worth a shot. So uh, those matrix barriers will probably, it's, it's like, it's a gener generation two of a project. So it'll probably be, you know, a third of the price. Uh, so 30K, 30K for matrix berries, 40K. One, one thing to, to bring up about these two, for those that don't know, is they're not on JPEG store yet. They don't support uh, this new standard of uh -huh. NFTs yet. So I don't know how long that's gonna be, but you can't actually buy and sell them on JPEG store yet. Uh, so it might be a while, but just know if you get one for 1300, you just had a very big, uh, you had a big day. Yeah, you had a huge day. And this is, so this is what the berries look like, the first generation ones. And then these are the matrix berries, an example of one of them, of what it, what it might look like. Um, so yeah, you're going to want to pay attention to that if you can, if you have, uh, if you have a few seconds to try to try your hand at it. It's, it'll be worth your time if you get one. I'll tell you that. Um, I think the last thing on the list for the top 10 was another book token. So that's that's fine. Uh, we will keep moving on. One, some some final articles that we'll get through. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of trying to run, running a little bit low on time. Uh, but I do want to get to a couple other articles if they, if they pop up for me. One, two, two more articles. One was... I think a lot of people have a lot of people already saw this, but I figured we would bring it up again. Uh, this is from Forbes. Cardano NFTs become third largest NFT protocol by trading volume. Uh, read the whole article. Basically, it's talking about how our our volume spiked. It also had little jabs about Fossil being delayed, and I'm like, what? Okay, like cool, whatever. I could tell you're so biased, but all right, that's fine. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you read through it. It's kind of just like a you know, hey, this is cool. You know, our volume's up um, and we, ha we had a great month of October and I think it's a kind of a teaser of what is to come in terms of just more mainstream or just other blockchain um, adoption. Uh, if you guys remember my video last week, and I don't know if you saw this, Jason, but um, according to Guacal and some other on-chain analytics, it wasn't really new people. I mean, there were a lot of new people, but it was mostly returning people that were just excited about Cardano, Cardano NFTs again. So um, it's a little bit of both, but like it's, we had those crazy floor jumps and that was really nothing in, in all honesty. So it's just exciting to see. I don't know if you had any thoughts about that. Yeah, I actually did see your Twitter post about it. You've been doing those little cuts of your videos, which honestly really clutch. I need to do that. That's it's smart. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, 
it's interesting. I think, you know what it is, man? It's like, it gets so demoralizing sometimes in crypto, like in a bear market or even in NFTs where it's like, oh man, you know, like, it, like it's, it's hard to be super engaged, even from a content perspective. You know, I'm sure you went through it a little bit too, but if the market is really bearish, uh, you know, it's harder to pay attention to it. It really is. You start kind of just holding stuff. Maybe you sell some stuff. Uh, and I think, all of that news at the same time kind of got more eyes on uh, back in the ecosystem. People got reinterested. And I think one thing that's crazy for me is Solana's getting rid of royalties really has been hurting Solana. We can't do this on Cardano. <laughs> like if you look at the volume on Solana, it has dropped the amount of users that are actually on there. And while a lot of people don't know, the same thing's happening on Ethereum right now where a new marketplace came out on Ethereum and they offered royal, no, no royalty enforcement and they're already taking a lot of market share from OpenSea. So who knows when OpenSea is gonna do that? So one of the crazy things is, is it's been a negative for both of those blockchains. They're looking for other places to go. And if you're a major company or institution which is going to adopt Web3 and launch NFTs, why would you launch on a blockchain that doesn't have royalties versus launching on a blockchain that does have royalties. If I'm if I'm Epic Games and I want to sell Fortnite skins, am I going to sell Fortnite skins on Ethereum where I'm not getting any secondary volume, which is the whole reason that I would try to transition into NFTs versus just selling unlimited virtual skins? Why would I do that if I don't have royalties? Right. So, you know, we have to make sure the same thing doesn't happen on Cardano. The one good thing we have going for us is on Cardano, at least as of now, you can't list your NFT on multiple marketplaces at the same time. So that's why JPEG store is so dominant. On Ethereum and Solana, you know, you could list it on all the marketplaces at the same time and they had aggregators for this, right? So I'm hoping that it stays away from Cardano, uh, but right now Cardano is kind of in the prime position to really be one of the next big uh, NFT markets. Yeah, well, I, I, I think, we need to just prepare. It's not if it's when like it, it will, it will come, it will be here. So we have to decide now as kind of the, I don't know if you want to say the original community, but like there's a certain, uh, there's a certain group of people that come to Cardano and we have kind of built this kind of culture or this community. And like, we just have to agree now that we are here to support creators and while it would be nice, like, okay, for example, like I sold my Ape Society, I was just saying, you know, I sold it for 9,000, but after all the fees, it was like 8,300. Like, of course, that doesn't feel good. Like, I would like to get the full 9,000. Like, I, I don't want to pay royalties or the service fee, but like, we just have to realize like, that's just part of the game. Like, that's just how it goes. Um, and like, the people who created that value for me to flip should should get compensated because they made you know, the product that is the ape society. So like they should get a piece of that as well. Anyways, like we should just decide now, like we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting in cloud. Uh, what's up cloud. He was talking about how Epic would try to enforce it themselves. And it's interesting. We might see some cool stuff where these different companies are, you know, fine. There are always solutions out there, uh, but there's also different loopholes out there. Uh, and there's different ways to work around things. So I, I do think like, as far as like from a project founder's perspective, you know, if you're actually a project that's trying to build stuff, 
and you don't want to have to launch new NFTs every month to pay for different things. Yes, I don't think projects should fully rely on their royalties to cover operating expenses, but it definitely helps. Now you have situations like Ape Society where, you know, they had 5 million ADA worth of volume and they're getting, you know, 500,000 ADA, or I don't even number, I'm messing up on the number, but they get a ton of royalties. They probably don't even need that much. But I do think there's a lot of smaller projects out there that are trying to build that didn't make a lot from their mint. And now they're relying on these royalties. I mean, crap, dude. Like if we all of a sudden didn't have royalties for Jelly Cubes, we got 18,000 ADA in royalties last month. You know, our operating expenses right now as a group between our block drops and paying people is probably 23, 24,000 ADA. And that's just operating expenses. So now all of a sudden you have something covering 70 to 80% of your monthly expense. Now all of a sudden that goes away. It's like, you know, that, that, that hurts projects. Uh, and yeah. more so when more so like XRP there, they just released their NFTs on the 31st of last month. And it, they can enforce royalties on the blockchain level. So it's like, if, if it gets to the point on Cardano where it's like, there's no royalty land like Solana and ETH. Hey, We're here's not. XRP guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have to we have to just be really careful. Um, but we'll we'll see how it shakes out. It's, it's kind of just speculation at this point. But I, I I have a feeling like somebody's building a marketplace right now with zero fees. Like it's just, I mean that's what that's what CNFTIO was that before JPEG Store. Like we were already there. We were there before anybody else. So yeah. Um, one one thing. Uh, the last thing I'll end on um, is uh, a thread, and I, I'm just I'm just sharing this story because I, I talk a lot about ledger, like hardware wallets, like be secure. Um, and I don't try to like fear monger and just be like, well, you need to always be but, like, this is happening to people in Cardano. Um, I, uh, I woke up and my NAMI was hacked. All my NFTs and ADA in my wallet were drained. I don't know how this happened. I didn't click any malicious sites. They swept all my wallets, including Mallard order and four times three and claimmates. I feel so devastated and hopeless. Like, you know, people, I, I sometimes would, t would take the thing of like, well, I'm just not stupid and I just don't download these things or I don't click on the wrong, like it, it can happen to anybody. And like, if you have a decent amount of money in Cardano, in NFTs, like it's just smart to get a hardware wallet. Um, it's just, it's just a smart thing to do. It's, it doesn't, you know, it's not fun uh, when you could use this to buy an NFT or could use it to buy something else, but like, in, it, it will save you uh, if you buy it and actually set it up. So I'm, I'm an affiliate for Ledger. Um, you can get the you know $80 version or the 150. I have the 150, um, but you know compare the two. Uh, the link is in the description, and I get a little bit of a kickback for that. So that would be appreciated. But just whether you use the link or not, like you should get a hardware wallet. Um, just just secure your stuff. Um, in the world of Web3, like this, the responsibility is now on us, and so you should be doing everything you can to make that as secure as possible. So, and I can vouch for that too, guys. If you don't like putting the passcode in all the time, then just have a wallet with a ledger attached where you just keep your long-term stuff. And then if you're trying to mint a bunch of stuff, trade a bunch of stuff, if it's something you're not planning on holding a super long time, then, you know, leave it in the non-ledger wallet, but you should have kind of like a treasury wallet. Yes. 
And if you do have, that's what I do as well. Like I have my ledger and then I'll move ADA back and forth when I want, or like NFTs back and forth where I want to trade them. But I, I realize that like, if that NAMI gets swept, it's like, well, I, there you go. Like, I'm not surprised. Oh, like it, yeah. it, it's those, those are ones that, that if they're in there, that's just part of, that's part of doing business and part of doing the, the smart contracts and stuff like that. Um, at least currently. Now, I think more support will happen where, you know, you'll be able to list from ledgers and, you know, there'll be some more improvements that are coming down the pipe where we won't have to use hot wallets for some of those types of things. But um, right now, that's kind of where we're kind of in that middle space on Cardano right now. Anyways, um, any final thoughts, Jason? I appreciated you uh, you coming on and, and chatting. Um, it's always good to have you on. And again, congrats on the success of Jelly Cubes and um, you're, uh, you're a great uh, addition to the community and a content creator and just providing a lot of value to people. So for those that don't get to say it, I uh, appreciate what you do on, uh, in the Cardano NFT space. Dude. I mean, thank you just for having me on here, dude. Like it's always, it's always fun talking with other people about NFTs like this. Cause it's, I don't know, it's fun. You do a bunch of research, uh, and you know, a lot of times like even on the content side of things, like you make a video, but you're just kind of talking to yourself a little bit yeah, and then yeah. like people see you kind of talking to yourself. So it's cool to like, <laughs> it's cool to like ha uh, have this conversation and dude, I, you're, you are grinding on YouTube out of everyone right now, bro. It is, it is ridiculous. Like it, it takes that for people listening. I don't think you guys realize like how exhausting and how much work it is to make videos. It is so much. <laughs> so just big shout out to you, even with, uh, you know, having a new kid and your job and working on some other stuff. I mean, it's, it's crazy how consistent and dedicated you are to this. Uh, and you know, big shout out. I've, I've got to get better on, on that side of things too. So. Hey, uh, I, I appreciate it. And, and good shit. Um, yeah, just, you know, consistency is, a, is, a, is an important thing. Uh, one thing I will mention before we sign off, uh, obviously liking and subscribing to the channel, but Steve has an important point. I'm not sure I haven't, you know, done this, my figured this out myself, but he is saying that the nano S plus does not support chrono NFTs. Um, I have the nano X. So maybe, maybe that's, you know, maybe, maybe you just jump for the nano X or maybe do some follow-up research if you're considering getting a, a ledger just to make sure. But, uh, Steve, thank you for that, uh, comment in there. And I'll just kind of point that out for those of you that are interested. Um, anyways, Signing off for tonight. Okay. Uh, also, go ahead. also check out. Oh no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, check out the Ledger Live. Check out the Ledger Live app and make sure your thing is updated too. I don't have the Plus. I have the Nano S from like five years ago, and mine mine works for Cardano NFTs as long as you're uh, updated on Ledger Live app. Okay. Well, now I'm getting. Uh, it does. It does. It does. It does. So. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe Steve set it up wrong. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, now, now I'm getting both, both comments. So, uh, I was going to say it's kind of, it'd be kind of strange if it does, doesn't, but, um, anyways, um, I think, I think that's, that's the final bell. Um, appreciate all you guys for stopping by. Had a lot of people in here hanging out and chatting. That's always a good time. Uh, I won't be on next Wednesday cause it's my wife's birthday. So I'll either do a pre-recorded video or I will record a day early or whatever. We'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, but, I was just talking about your discipline, bro, and your dedication to the craft. Yeah, and now you're skipping next down, week. Went down oh. the toilet. 
Yeah, doesn't that hurt? That hurts a lot. Um, anyway, <laughs> Prof says classic Steve. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, guys. Um, enjoy your night. Appreciate all you guys stopping by. Uh, see you guys later.